For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Happy dang Thursday, seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA and uh, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Uh, so the uh, the National Prayer Breakfast was today, as you heard uh, on ABC News, um, for, uh, well, since the age of Eisenhower, it's been uh, overseen by and, and, and organized by the International Foundation, which is uh, some kind of Christian group, because it's a prayer breakfast, right? Uh, that's gone bye-bye. It's now uh, organized by former members of Congress who have called themselves or are calling themselves the National Prayer Breakfast Foundation. And you just heard the audio uh, a few minutes ago during the news break there. This is what your president had to say. In our politics and in our lives, we too often see each other as opponents and not competitors. We see each other as enemies, not neighbors. And as tough as these times have been, champ, if we look closer, we see the strength, the uh, determination that has long defined America. You are so full of crap. Um, Does that include the uh, mega Republicans that uh, you guys have been screaming about for months now? So, well, actually, for two years since uh, January 6th, is that, are, are we included, are people who voted for Trump included in this unity crap? Are, are, are we included? I mean, it, 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 to hear this guy prattle on about unity when he's spent the past year or two years, actually, demonizing half the population as domestic terrorists it really makes you want to barf, doesn't it? It makes you want to barf right into your huevos rancheros. It really does. I just, I can't, you know, Dana Perino said it. She was talking about um, uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, who I think is slowly becoming irrelevant. Thank you, Jesus. And Bernie Sanders, who was a rich establishment white guy who's made a lot of money off his public service, is uh, having a book tour. Uh, his book is uh, Why It's Okay to Hate Capitalism. He's charging damn near 100 bucks a ticket. And uh, Dana Perino said, uh, you know, the, the, this is a, the, an example of, of, you know, why the Democrats are just so full of crap. And that's that when I heard Biden's quote uh, from the National Prayer Breakfast, that was exactly my reaction. Like, oh, stop. We see each other as enemies. no. You see half the country as your enemy. In fact, a lot of you uh, Democrats, and that includes the unelected bureaucrats behind the scenes and whatever kind of freaking shadow government is actually running this circus uh, via the swamp, okay? You people see me and all American citizens as your freaking enemy. Anybody who disagrees with you, anybody who uh, doesn't vote, I guess, the way you think people should vote, anybody who doesn't speak the way, I guess, you think people should speak. Concerned mommies uh, who don't want their kids at the age of six, seven, and eight exposed to pornography and drag queens in, in elementary school, are, are they... Are, is, are, are they included also in this uh, this uh, this unity thing, this unity trip that the president was on this morning? No, that's right. Again, they're domestic terrorists. So I I, I almost wish you just would forego it. You know, I mean, I, I don't know how you are, uh, but uh, when you know someone's full of crap, as we all know he's full of crap, when he starts talking about unity. Wouldn't you rather it's just, could, could you just not say anything? <laughs> just, 
Just don't say anything, man. Just, just you know, just say a damn prayer and get the hell out of there. But when you have, remember the Hitlerian speech about democracy hanging in the balance uh, with the blood red background there and the Marines, uh, you know, and this is the guy who also threatens the American people with F, uh, F, uh, F-16s, right? This is the president. That, is that unity? Is that unifying America? Saying that if you're a Second Amendment, a Second Amendment person, you support the right to keep and bear arms, that the government's going to come after you with F-16s? Is that part of the unity trip there, dude? Is that is that where the unity thing comes in? So whatever, man. I, I, I the thing about our, our our politicians, and certainly it's true of Joe Biden. It, it surely was true of, uh, of of Nancy Pelosi, and even Barack Obama. They they like to trot out their this religious stuff when they think it'll help him. But holy crap, the the only people who are buying the unity unity trip from uh, from Joe Biden are the morons that support him, and he could say anything and it wouldn't matter. Uh, most people are also, and you can call me up and uh, react, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Uh, these are the people uh, that, you know, also uh, uh, live on a different planet than you and I as far as committing crimes, uh, as as far as being prosecuted for those crimes, or you know, we we have been saying for weeks now there's two tiers of justice. But I said yesterday there's really just two freaking planets. Joe Biden lives on uh, the the one planet where you know what the FBI is going to give you three months <laughs> to scrub Rehoboth Beach, man. Three months. Uh, there, there is no other crime scene that you or I would be allowed to revisit and hang out at if we were uh, accused of a crime at that location. Biden and his peeps were allowed to go to Rehoboth Beach. Uh, in fact, they were in Rehoboth on the day that uh, the FBI were going through the Wilmington residence. You know, I I, I I said this on Where and Rima, and I and I I'm not sure why why I I know why, but you, you wonder why more people aren't outraged by this. You, you look at what's going on with the laptop; it's now being acknowledged, despite the whole lie about this being uh, Russian collusion and a Russian plant. This laptop, okay, it's being acknowledged by Hunter Biden and his people and by everybody else that this is in fact his laptop. With all this horrible, weird, uh, icky, and and corrupt crap on it, the word of the day is crap. By the way, in case you hadn't noticed, and uh, of course they're they're attempting to play the victim card, and what what well, well, I'm not even going to go into that because I, I I it's so obnoxious that it makes me want to vomit. But you 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 look at a guy a piece, a, a guy I almost said crap again a piece of crap like Hunter Biden. Well, there's no other word. We are seeing with our own eyeballs that he is guilty of multiple crimes. And I, you know, it, 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 is anything going to happen to him? I, I, I don't think so. Do you? Are you that cynical at this point? Do you, you see all this going on? See, if you're a member of the moron crowd and you support liberals and you support Democrats beyond all logic and reason, none of this matters to you and it's probably a hoax, right? Oh, right. And Donald Trump was worse, right? But you and I are watching this stuff unfold with the house in Rehoboth, the Wilmington house, these documents. Uh, as Trey pointed out, the U of uh, University of Delaware has two semi truck uh, trucks uh, uh, worth of uh, of, of uh, documents uh, from his Senate years and whatever else. You and I watch this stuff happen and uh, and unfold before our very eyes, and we come to the realization, don't we, that oh my God. We have an illegitimate government. We have a corrupt government that is uh, that is uh, uh, weaponized against Ameri- the American people because we live in that other world. <laughs> they live on the first planet where you can do whatever the hell you want, make as much money at it as you want, lie as much as you want, fix elections, peddle influence, 
uh, possibly uh, put on the open market uh, some of our military secrets or whatever classified information you can get your mitts on and make some money, and nothing's ever going to happen to you. They live in that on that planet. We live on the other one. We live on the other one where if you say the wrong thing or utter the wrong opinion in the wrong situation, uh, your life's going down the toilet. Oh, uh, and and by the way, if if you are a, a MAGA hat wearing person, any uh, thing you do that could be construed as against the law is sending your ass to jail. But if you're a hardened uh, career criminal because uh, the people in that first world want chaos in the streets, well, you could do whatever you want as well, and we'll let your ass out so you can go do it some more. I mean, I, I, I we say we're not going to recognize this country in a handful of years. I don't recognize it now. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back 23 minutes after 9 on News Talk 550 KTSA. Hi, I'm Sean. Uh, let's take a call. Let's go to John. John, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Well, you were talking about the prayer breakfast and, and Biden talking about unity. <laughs> and I think the scorecard shows that uh, we know who's in favor of unity. And I would like to hear some comments from uh, Steve Scalise and Rand Paul on uh, unity. <laughs> I, I'm sure they don't feel like things are very unified. <laughs> well, I hope they because I don't. <laughs> when when you've deep when you've pretty much singled out half the con- the country's population as being domestic threats and threats to democracy, you're you're not exactly like living the unified the unity uh, the unity thing. He's pretty well marked on that. I yeah. hope that Steve Scalise and, and Rand Paul have forgiveness in their in their hearts. <laughs> All right. John, I appreciate the call. 210-599-5555. Uh, James and Don, it's also uh, Groundhog Day. Uh, the fat rat in Pennsylvania apparently has seen its shadow. Six more weeks of winter. Uh, Don Morgan was reporting earlier that we also um, uh, we do an armadillo the armadillo B cave Bob B K Bob B cave B K oh B cave like B K okay <clears throat> and uh, it, it, we don't know that until a little later on right until twelve thirty and uh, Punxsutawney Phil in Gobbler's Knob Pennsylvania uh, has in fact seen his shadow Gobbler's Knob Pennsylvania <laughs> well can you say it without ch- cracking up just a little bit man. Yes. Well, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Cobbler's knob. I you mean, couldn't... if you're over the age of 12. Well, I'm just. And a professional. Yeah. Well, I'm neither of those things. <laughs> Mentally, no, you're not. <laughs> professional? I've been avoiding that crap my whole life. I'm just saying, you know, at some point, if I'm the mayor of Gobbler's knob, I'm like, you know, maybe we ought to consider a name change. That, that's all. He's getting a lot of press with the name. Well, I know they actually do very well with the name, and they sell all kinds of is so lame. And, yeah. Well, it, it, there's a lot of uh, interestingly named towns in Pennsylvania. I'm not a Pennsylvania is geographically, and Don Morgan. I don't know how much time you've spent there when, when you were back east, but it, it's it's a beautiful state. Yeah. I mean, it's it's beautiful. You know, do lovely trees and. In the winter, in the autumn, like the the yeah. the, the colors are amazing. To, we would go there quite a bit when right. I was a kid. Me I was, too. Actually, I was just there in October. You were? I and guess you were. It yeah, it was beautiful. But the thing about Phil, uh, Pennsylvania is that once you get out of uh, Philadelphia, which I don't know why anybody would want to be in Philadelphia, but once right. you get out of Philadelphia, well, you know, perhaps you have a death wish or something. Possibly, if you want to get shot, Pittsburgh or Philadelphia are good for that. Um, uh, Pennsylvania is a pretty boring place. I mean, I'm just, it's fairly dull. It's, the people are pale and Germanic looking, you know, with Allentown, lots of freckles. Allentown. You know, Altoona. Altoona. Intercourse, Pennsylvania. See, I think, I think sometimes they name the town something interesting because the town itself is boring as snot. And so you got to come up with an interesting right. name. There is actually an intercourse, Pennsylvania. Uh, as we pointed out on Where in Rima, there's a, a town in Pennsylvania called Hell. They have so the, they can go to Hell. The Beaver Tunnel. The Beaver Tunnel. Right. Well, you know, they also have Hershey, Pennsylvania. 
Well, yes, and there's all kinds of chocolatey goodness right. in Hershey, Pennsylvania. That's true. I've never had a bad time in Hershey, Pennsylvania. I've never been to Hershey, Pennsylvania myself. <laughs> I have been to Gobbler's Knob, and I have been to uh, Scranton, uh, which is where uh, the president claims he grew up, but he actually left when he was like 11. They have a highway named after him in Scranton. Uh, and then, well, you know what? And the people of Scranton were not exactly pleased by that, <laughs> if you remember. <laughs> right. it's, a, it's a Dunder Mifflin town. Yeah. What? <laughs> Dunder Mifflin. What is Dunder Mifflin? From The Office? The Office, the TV show you've probably never seen. No. I've Okay. He hates it. I'm one of those guys. <laughs> no. I'm that guy who prefers the British version. So the well, Ricky, Ger- wrong with the that Ricky Gervais version is yeah. the version I know. I don't know the Steve Carell version because I thought that was a ripoff. But that's just me. Well, it's a blatant ripoff, but yes. still. So still anyway, funny. In Gobbler's Knob, Pennsylvania today, Punxsutawney Phil saw his shadow under his furry ass, and that means six more weeks of winter. For them. For them. B-Cave Bob might see his, might not see his shadow or whatever the armadillo does. I don't remember. Well, here, winter. Well, I have the story coming up. Oh, you do? Oh, good, good. Right, so. We'll hear about it in just a few minutes. Winter might possibly be over in about three and a half hours, so we'll, we'll see. <laughs> well, you know, look at it this way. Uh, by by this time next week we'll be like in the seventies. So, I I saw something a phenomenon yesterday that I haven't seen uh, in tw- uh, twelve years of living in Texas, in that all the trees had ice on them. Okay, just a, a, a an encasement of ice on all the limbs and all the, tre- and the temperature got just high enough in my neighborhood that within twenty minutes, thirty minutes, all that ice had dropped off all those branches. It was weird. Right. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. Info at your beck and call. The stunning developments. Stay tuned for updates. Just tell your smart device to play KTSA. And we're back. Newstalk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. Hi, I'm Sean. Hi, it's Thursday. It's Thursday. And we're talking smackage about the news, and the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Well, first off, just briefly, uh, Ted Cruz uh, is uh, filing a bill that would limit, would uh, enforce term limits on the Senate and the House. Uh, It would would prevent uh, U.S. senators from serving more than 12 years. Uh, It would also prevent uh, folks in the House from serving more than three two-year terms. Uh, it, it's never going to happen because the swamp ain't going to allow for it, but uh, it, that I, is a good idea. Yeah, it's a great idea. Uh, very briefly, then I want to get into some pop culture stuff. You know, it, it was it, it, our style of government or our government itself, the federal government, was never meant to be populated by people who were there forever as a career. If you have a moderate, modic, you have a modicum of understanding of American history, you understand that that ethic was there from the very beginning. That's why they had to convince George Washington to run for president, to be the president, not run, but to be the first president. Uh, you know, it used to be a, a public service used to be a thing you just did for a few years and went back to your life. The swamp came into existence. When uh, we allowed for the creation, if you will, of a political class in this country, people who are political careerists, you know, they get into public office and they're there forever. Pelosi's been, she was there forever. Some of these folks, they're, they're, they stick around, they, they, you know, they continue to get reelected by their districts because they pump all kinds of money into the districts and they pay off the right people, and so they get reelected and reelected and reelected until they're in their freaking 80s. And uh, I, I think that has to, you know, we need to do something about that. I don't, I don't know that we'll be able to, but uh, at least Ted Cruz is, is doing something. He's getting hell, though, or catching hell because he's running for his third term. <laughs> Um, the other thing, and I, I, I want to talk about this because this I, I, I this always just perplexes me to a certain extent. And I'm not even a, it's not something I'd even that I spend a whole lot of time thinking about. But uh, and Don Morgan, I think I think you reported on this uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Do we have we have the uh, folks who they haven't actually selected the folks yet? I think who are going to be inducted. 
it's just but they've got a list of folks they're considering, and then they're going to whittle that down, and then those people get voted right. on in or out. Right, right. And you know, Soundgarden, yes. <laughs> this is a heavy, absolutely man. Soundgarden, Rage Against the Machine, yes. White Stripes, yes. Warren Zevon, yes. Iron Freaking Maiden should be in there. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, Cindy Lauper. <laughs> is that a rock and roll? Is Cindy Lauper rock well, and roll? Dolly Parton's in the rock and roll. I know, that. but you know how we are. That would go back a year, and you remember how I talked about that, right? You weren't a big fan. I wasn't. Of that, a, she's country, man. Now she's doing a rock and roll record now, right? It's, I'm sorry, Dolly's country, and Willie Nelson. Yeah, is being uh, you see, now last year I suggested that that he be in there. Willie Nelson. Yeah, for rock and roll. Yeah, and you had a fit. Why well, did? <laughs> Well, there's I'm rap- having a fit now because my voice is getting high. Yeah. The rap artists are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. See, I don't get that either. Yeah, see, but I think the term is so broad now because it is, you know, back in, you know, when the early days rock and roll was, you know, Chuck Berry. Right. You know, but over time, you know, thanks to all those bands that took risks, you know, Beatles, Beach Boys, right. you know, Hendrix and, what, and Nirvana to a point. Uh, you know, it just kind of brings it all, it just kind of branches off in all these different directions. I I think it's great. Could you stop, you know, bringing all this logic and reason into my <laughs> freaking rant here? <laughs> Willie Nelson. Boy, I'm sorry. I love Willie. I've, I've, yeah. I've but hung don't, out with Willie. But, but uh, don't but you I, think he's the most punk rock guy out there, though? I mean, there's a 90-year-old man. <laughs> You know, it, it looks like he just rolled out of a dumpster. He is a ninety-year-old man, and he's, he's smoking. A, he's smoking a joint this freaking big. He's still yeah. getting high, and he doesn't care who knows. He, in fact, he yeah. said he had a recent quote where he said marijuana saved his life. Right, he said that. Yeah. Well, that's rock and roll. There you go. But Perfect. his music is, you know, it's country. Man, it's country. Man. It's country. Man. It's country. He writes songs about killing people. Right. <laughs> Being on the road again. That makes it a rock and roll song. There's not a rock band in the world that will, if you listen to On the Road Again. (laughs) Jimmy, you know this. Well, so does it make it, you get to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame if if rock and roll dudes cover your songs? Yeah, but you can live that song when you're in a rock and roll band, though. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't they have a country music Hall of Fame? Don't they they have a country music Hall of Fame? Why does nobody pay attention to that? I don't know. It's beautiful for Who's in that? The Sex Pistols? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who makes it into the Country Music Hall of Fame, you know? Just country Nine artists. Nine Inch Nails? Country, country artists. Oh, yeah. no, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. Uh, country dudes can be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think hard-ass, hardcore rock and roll guys should be allowed in the Country Music Hall of Fame. Right. Well, you know, Elvis is in the Country Music Hall of Fame. Well, he sang some country. Jerry Lee Lewis is in the Country Music Hall of Fame. Cash? Well, cash is yeah. cash. Yeah. Cash is country music in this country. Right. So you're willing to transition... Music is what you're telling me? I'm, I'm saying that if country dudes and Dolly are going to make it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, then why shouldn't Trent Reznor be in the freaking uh, Country Music Hall of Fame? That's that's all I'm saying. Trans- I, think anybody, I think anybody that's ever smoked grass with Willie Nelson should be in the Country Music Hall of Fame. You know, I'm, you may be onto something there. But I, I think that just the, the influence that Willie has had on rock performers over there. It's the same with Dolly again, last I, year. Again, with the reason well, and the, the logic, reason and the logic, you know, I know. You don't subscribe messing to Messing up my gig, man. Sorry. Messing up All my right, gig. Sure. Hold on a second. What are they thinking? Putting <laughs> Willie Nelson. Some <laughs> dude from Abbott, Texas in the rocket. What the hell are they thinking? Come on. <laughs> He's now a we're talking. Yeah. Not what a I will not what stand for this. Pot smoking heck. You know? Anyway. The White Stripes, you know, I don't know what people love the White Stripes, and they what's his name, Jack uh, White. Jack White. Can I say something? You go right ahead. It's your show. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, he can't sing. You, you listening to him? I saw. I heard him do a version of Jolene that I'm still in therapy for because it just it it it, it it's Didn't he just shrieks. Through. Right. That dude shrieks. But that's a Dolly Parton song. But he shrieks his way through it. Mm-hmm. All right, two one zero. So, so who on the list? You're, you're, who on the list do you give the thumbs up for? Oh, Soundgarden. That's one of my favorites. Right, Iron Maiden. Do you like them? Right. No, I was never a big heavy metal guy. I don't like the heavy metal stuff. I, in fact, by the time the '80s were over, first off, when uh, Appetite for Destruction came out, I was like, "Thank you, Jesus." <laughs> 
real rock and roll again, you know? No, I see, And then Nirvana and, and all those guys. I was like, oh, they saved rock and roll. I hated Iron Maiden and just I, that kind of music and Motley yeah. Crue. It's just well, not you my, can't, uh, they're not, not even my the same, trip, not even in the same league. Well, I don't know. Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper. I, I like her. I'd put her in there. Do you want to hear something really embarrassing and then I'll take a break? Yes. Oh, this do, is a great do you story. Want to know, I know this one. You this know this one. Yeah. My very first concert was Cindy Lauper, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, at Meriwether Post Pavilion in, uh, in Columbia, Maryland. Who took you? My mother. My mom bought the tickets and drove my ass to, well, she had a church friend, because my mom didn't do so well driving, and they drove me to, to the concert venue, dropped my ass off, and I went to see Cindy Lauper. It was my first concert ever. By yourself? By myself. Hmm. And then they picked me up after the afterwards. And I'm trying to think of when I, now I, I during the break I got to look up and see when that concert would have been because I was young. Right. That was back when you could drop a 13 year old kid off, <laughs> you know, at a concert. Probably venue. in 1984 or something like that. Yeah. So, so I was 16. Yeah, I was like 11 in 11th grade. Yeah. But wow. that was my. It wasn't. You know that. I, I'm not embarrassed by because it, it was actually a very good show. And to this day, I love that record. But um, oh, she's wonderful. But, you know, you tell people that, and they kind of look at you funny, like they want your man card. Yeah, I think you dropped it. See? <laughs> 210, see how you are? 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. The news that's hot. Extraordinarily hot situation right now. Minutes away at the top on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. <laughs> News Talk 550 KTSA. Sheepop. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. It's a great concert. My first concert. Cindy freaking Lopper. Yep. Um, Al Sharpton uh, was uh, at the Tyree Nichols uh, funeral yesterday in Memphis. And uh, I know this might come as a shock to you, but Al Sharpton got racial. He talked race. <laughs> I know. I'll give you a second to calm, calm down because of the shock and the surprise. And uh, you know, I, I just it's it's been it's been really interesting watching uh, folks like Al Sharpton, who I have absolutely not not one molecule of respect for, uh, twisting on the hook uh, since day one on this thing, making it racial. Well, Reverend Al, you don't understand how are they going to keep crime down. Could you imagine this guy being at your, you know, giving your eulogy? I want, you know what? I want Reverend Al to do my eulogy someday. He's white. He's dead. Good. You know, I mean, that's just where that would be it. <laughs> he white ass in the ground. This is what he actually said. Well, Reverend Al, you don't understand. How are they going to keep crime down in the black community and at the same time not be tough and rough? He said, well, the same way they do it on the white side of Memphis and keep the crime down without being rough and tough. What? what? I'm sorry, what? I can't speak for everybody in Memphis. I can't speak for everybody gathering. But for me, I believe if that man had been white, you wouldn't have beat him like that that night. That man is the guy you're giving the eulogy for, dude. And then he starts talking about the officers being black. Did you think because you was black, we wouldn't say nothing? Did you think... I'm, I'm reading verbatim. Did you think because you was black, we wouldn't say, say nothing? Did you think you would hide behind your blackness? I want to say it loud and clear that we will fight black cops, white cops, any color cops that commit crimes against us. So, yeah, it's a big old race rant. And, you know, another thing, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just, this just cracks me up. Whether it's Fox, I don't care who it is. American journalists, and I use that word lightly and loosely, uh, you know, they, they, they just go with whatever the... The woke thing is, you know, in all the reporting now, the word black is capitalized, and now even the word white is capitalized. 
And from a purely uh, uh, language or linguistic perspective, neither one of them should be capitalized, but they're all capitalized now. Except for you Asian Americans. I think we still use a little A for you. It's like how in reporting, you know, I got a tranny story coming up next hour because, you know, a day without a tranny story is like a day without sunshine. And if the stinking tranny wants to be called they or them, you know, Fox News, the the, the, the written reporting uh, of, of stuff involving transgendered people always invo- always includes their preferred pronoun, they and them. And, uh, you know, it's just this, this, this woke crap has just kind of infected every aspect of our lives. But again, uh, if, Ty, if that man being Tyree Nichols had been a white dude, the black cops would not have beaten him so hard because that's how you make it racist. You, you can't look at it on its reality as you got some rogue cops here. You can't, you can't, you certainly can't start talking about the fact that they defund the police uh, movement has caused places like Memphis to lower their standards for who they hire as police officers. And so you get a bunch of thugs on a special crime fighting unit. And wow, holy crap, they beat somebody to, to death. Shocking. Shocking. But of course, from Al Sharpton's point of view, it's not about that. It's, be, it's about, because, well, it's because he was black, even though they were black dudes. It's Sean. We'll be right back on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Hi, we're back. Hour number two, four minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is my dumb little show on a Thursday, the four, uh, four minutes after 10. And the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Well, here's the tranny news of the day. Um, I, I really haven't spoken at all about, you know, this business of um, advanced placement courses on African-American studies and uh, the back and forth with the uh, world of academia and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, who uh, has uh, taken up uh, the charge, if you will, against teaching CRT stuff. Black Lives Matter stuff, slavery reparation stuff, and African queer theory <laughs> uh, in African American studies. Uh, he says uh, Ron DeSantis had uh, now infamously f- uh, threatened to ban these topics uh, in class in his state. And I, uh, I think that's right. I, I think it's a good thing. And the the education department in Florida uh, has revised their curriculum after all of the. In fact, you actually had, and I, I heard this on Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins yesterday. You actually had, and have had, um, some African American studies professors, some of whom are quite liberal, who have come out and said, um, "Yeah, well, he's right." <laughs> These things really don't have a place uh, in in the teaching of the history of African Americans and and Africa in general. I mean, Africans in general. He's absolutely right. And see, this is what we're seeing with the 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 woke movement, which I, I'm hoping has a shelf life. Aren't you kind of hoping so that at some point this bubble pops and we just don't have to deal with this anymore? The woke movement, what it's doing is it's trying to uh, insert itself into every layer of life, Spe- especially when it comes to, uh, to, to education and especially when it comes to public education. Okay? If, if, if you're learning about, and this is advanced placement, right? So if you're lear- learning about African-American study, you're learning about African-American history, you, you, you need to be taught it, it's respectful if you will, of the African-Americans in this country and of their journey in this country and through this country and to this country, that you tell the truth of it. I mean, that, that's really how you honor, in a sense, the African-American community in this country is you, you teach the honest history of it, right? Well, what the hell does queer theory have to do with that? 
<laughs> how do we? First off, I don't even know what queer theory is. I'm, I'm, I'm a little shady on what the hell that actually means. I'm going to theorize about queer stuff. You know, I. I you know what I mean? I, I, I don't remember Chicken George having a feather boa. There, I just said it. You teach the, the yeah, and even like like Alex Haley now. He's gone, but Alex Haley and Roots. Uh, have have not measured up to the woke crowd for some reason. I, I, I'm trying to remember why that was. But these are people who do not want an honest teaching of history in America. They want to insert themselves into every chapter of our history as if the queer community somehow played a major role in A, how this country was started, and B, slavery coming to this country, and yeah, Jim Crow. What, what, what does queer theory have to do with any of that? Slavery reparations, of course, is, is a political idea. Slavery reparations has no business being taught in history because history is teaching about what? Right, the past. Stuff that happened before this moment we're in right now. So if right now, especially in California, you're having a bizarre conversation about slavery reparations, first off, in a state that never had slaves. But that's a political idea in the here and now, which I think is a bunch of crap, but as a topic, as an issue, yes. But talking about slavery reparations in regards to history class doesn't make any makes no more sense than teaching queer theory in African American studies, or for that matter, Black Lives Matter CRT stuff, which is a false history. It's not the history that we actually experienced. And in a sense, I believe, and maybe you agree or disagree. I don't know. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I, has has the journey of African Americans in this country been a bloody and awful one? Yes. Slavery, bloody and awful. Jim Crow, bloody and awful. People shouldn't treat each other that way. People shouldn't treat other human beings that way. No human is subhuman. Right? But you dilute and, in a sense, you insult and denigrate the, mem- the memory of that history. The, of, of their journey to and through America by inserting stuff that is right now politically woke and has absolutely nothing to do with that history. And if you're a professor or a teacher in the public school system and you have devoted your life to teaching African-American history in this country and you're a scholar, and and you're you're teaching it honestly. Yeah, it would probably piss me off too if I had to start injecting queer theory <laughs> and modern or or current era political controversies into the teaching of that history. Because again, it doesn't make any sense. You know, it, it would be like, uh, let, hey, let's, uh, kids, today we're going to learn about the Alamo, the Battle, battle of the Alamo, uh, and uh, and how that came about. Why did Santa Ana's forces surround this uh, particular uh, piece of uh, real estate, and why did those people inside there fight to the death? How did this, how did they get to that point? What happened afterwards? And also, we're going to talk about the contributions uh, to the Battle of the Alamo with the queer community and all the drag queens that were there uh, at the parapet, parapets manning the cannons. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And again, I don't even know what queer theory is. If anybody knows what queer theory is, could you call me up? 210-599-5555. Here's Jason. Jason, how you doing? Hey, Rhyme, I'm doing great. No, I don't know Jack about uh, queer theory and don't want to know. Hey, but I'll, t- I'll tell you what, if you notice the trend all this, it's theory, critical race theory. Right. It's some jackass's theory. None of it's been proven. Right. If you want to talk about African-American history, you better weave Martin Luther King in there 
Okay. Sure. Of you course. Put those, Douglas, right? Put Douglas. Frederick, in you there. gotta have Douglas in there, okay. right? But they eliminate all that because that doesn't fit the narrative. Right. Well, it's it's hey, it's, it's a it's a rewriting of history, and and if you're a history professor or teacher and you've devoted your life to the subject subject of history, even if you're a liberal politically, I could see where you wouldn't want this. Yeah, well, because it's not true. It's right. not a fact. And the other thing, you, you know, we we talk about Al Sharpton, et cetera. you got to remember, he's a shakedown con artist. Hell, that guy. If there's no racism, there's no Sharpton, okay? Yeah, he, well, it's his whole got, claim to fame no... is is uh, after he stopped selling cocaine, that's his uh, whole claim to fame. <laughs> yeah, and Jesse fighting Jackson racism. got quiet. <laughs> Hey, Jesse Jackson got quiet when they shook him down and his son, and they found out they were all crooks. Right. Yeah, you don't hear much from that guy anymore. Right. Thank God. Oh, no, he wants to stay out of jail. Hey, great show, Ryman. Thank you. the facts going, bro. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate it. Yeah, I remember when Al Sharpton was, uh, was, you know, like a a, a fat thug in in an athletic suit wearing big diamond earrings and was largely considered to be a gangster and a drug dealer. Yeah, I remember those days back in the Morton Downey. Well, you probably do the Morton Downey Jr. era. I know Don Morgan remembers I Morton rem- Downey Jr. I remember the mouth. I love that guy, but he would have Sharpton on there. And remember, Sharpton was a thug. He was a he was a he looked like a pimp. He was a pimp, you know. And and and, and when that and at some point, he went legitimate. And it's just bizarre to me that he was legitimized in any way, shape, or form because he's a crook. I believe. I mean, allegedly, I believe he's a crook. Uh, I believe that uh, race is his scam. Racism is his scam. If he'd been white, they wouldn't have beaten that man as much as they did. He said that at that man's funeral. What a jackass. Anyway, maybe I, I, I'm not seeing it because, I, I, again, I, I don't really know what queer theory is. So not really knowing what queer... I know uh, our last caller was correct, though, in saying that it is a theory, and theories don't really have much of a place in history. History is pretty static. This thing happened, this thing happened, this thing happened, this thing happened. And I don't know... Again, I don't know... I don't even... Queer theory. You know, I can't decide if I'm going to have a margarita tonight or a pink lady. That, to me, sounds like queer queer theory. Was that bad? (laughs) I'm just saying. And then you have now. Here's one more. Where are we? Okay, let me. Uh, I'll, I'll set this up, and I'll talk about this when I get back. We have yet another trans dude showing his junk uh, at the YMCA around a bunch of minor girls in their locker room. Trans and, and again, Fox News is right there with the woke crowd. A transgender woman. This is the first line of the story. A transgender woman is facing complaints of indecent exposure after allegedly being naked in the presence of minor girls in the women's locker room of an Ohio YMCA. Darren Glines, who oddly has a male name, even though he's a dude living as a chick, is a 31-year-old dude. He's charged with three counts of indecent exposure because in 21 and 22... He went to the Xenia Municipal, uh, I'm sorry, he went to the uh, YMCA uh, in in a town called Xenia. And there were minor-aged female, biological female girls in that locker room. And one of them, there, there, well, three of them uh, came out and said they saw a naked male in the female's locker room. These are juvenile girls. Um, when they went to the front desk, when some of these girls went to the front desk to complain, one of them saying, "Hey, I don't know if you know what's going on, but there's a naked man in there." The YMCA said to the young girl, um, "No, that's actually a woman, and you shouldn't be disturbed by this." by seeing a naked, gro- a grown-ass naked man in the locker room. A girl, a, a, a juvenile age girl should not be disturbed by that. Well, we have that audio from the college swimmers talking about just that subject. Oh, do they? Let me hear it. The locker room scene? Because it is just 
so wild that you can turn around and see a 6'4 biological man pull his pants down watching you undress mm. and no one is willing to stick up for you? That, that's horrible. That's exactly what the situation is. And the YMCA in this situation did not stick up for the juveniles. And look, y- if you or I, and if you're a dude, if you or I walk down the, the middle of uh, the street and, and, and showed our stuff to a minor girl, or to anybody for that matter, we'd be freaking arrested. But for some bizarre reason, I don't know where queer theory enters into it, but for, for some bizarre reason... You can go bare-ass naked as a dude in a girl's locker room surrounded by juveniles, and, and you're you're the one who's defended. Upside down, man. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. I want to say hi to my buddy Jesse, who is now my buddy, a guy I met yesterday, um, uh, who uh, gave me something really cool yesterday, and uh, yeah, this is a happy thing, a nice thing. You, you, we, we talk about so much unhappy crap on the air, and, and things are so, you know, dismal and bleak on occasion, that uh, it's nice when you're reminded just how good most people are. I, I don't know. We, we can. I, I actually would. This wouldn't be a bad thing to talk about. Do you think people are? Do you think most people are generally good, or do you think most people are generally bad? I mean, I I, I tend to believe that most people are good people. And I met one of those good people yesterday. Uh, I was getting ready to get off the air, and James uh, actually knows this this dude. Jesse, who is a former firefighter, and he's also, uh, in his retirement, took up driving vans around and stuff like that. Yeah, locally, sold merch for and drove the bus for Charlie Robinson. Charlie Robinson, who was one of my favorites. And he came by yesterday, and it, it, we, we were talking about yesterday, I, I, and I've been speaking about this more and more about, the, the and Trey and I talk about this a lot on, on Where and Rima, that we're in a moment right now we're probably rediscovering or reinvigorating your faith in God is a good thing, right? This is a great moment to, if you kind of got away from it, to re-explore uh, uh, your faith and, and prayer and things of that nature. And because I believe God works not only in mysterious ways, but in ordinary ways, and God sends his angels to you. Uh, when you need them, uh, and when you least expect them, and very often they don't wear, they don't have wings, they don't play a freaking harp. And yesterday was a day like that, and that I was, I'm a little stressed out about this operation next week. It's not a big deal; it's pretty standard stuff, but it's still an operation, you know, on the hernia. I got it's a, I have an incisional uh, hernia, so it's not going to be laparoscopic or whatever. They have to open me up and do all that stuff, and I always get a, it's always a little, little nervy when I have to go through that. And, uh, you know, also my mom is in the latter stages of dementia and we're doing home care and my wife and kids are yeah, it, it, just taking care of her and doing all the, the, the really, really hard work. And, uh, but it's, it's still, it's, it's for those of you who have been through a parent, uh, going through an elderly parent going through dementia, you know what I'm talking about. It's, it's not, it's not easy. And was having one of those days where the things were just kind of getting on me. And so I planned to just go home and watch the news and do the usual thing and blah, blah, blah. And uh, James tells me there's somebody here who wants to give you something. He's a big fan of the show, and I know him, and he's a good guy, and his name is Jesse. And he, he wanted to meet you after the show uh, to give you this. And so this, we wrap the show, and I, James and I go out in the parking lot, and there's Jesse, and Jesse heard me talking on the radio about how my wife and I call each other penguins or my penguin. We do that because penguins mate for life. And so my wife told me this very early on in our relationship. And that's just something we've always kind of, it's an idea we've always kind of stuck to and and comes up every now and again. And so Jesse uh, had a penguin figurine. It's actually of a couple of penguins who are in love and uh, he just wanted me to have it. 
You want to? Well, I think the original idea was I could give it to my wife for the anniversary and pretend that I bought it. He had you set up, <laughs> and I. But I couldn't. So I can't do up. that. I can't do that. But he also, Eddie. So he has one. He says, you know, his mom passed away a few years ago, and she used to collect penguin figurines. And he thought, well, who would? Who can I give these to? And he thought of me and my my wife and I. So I'm thinking, okay, he's going to give me a figurine. How, that's very sweet. That's wonderful. It makes my day. It really did put a big smile on my face. It did. In a moment when I really just needed a big smile on my face. And I might get a little emotional, but then he's got, he's got eight more yeah, his that whole, he gave me. His whole mom's he, collection. He, he, gave, he said, I kept one for myself, and I want you to have the rest of them. And it just was like, dude. <laughs> I, I I don't have the words. It it just really was an amazing gift and uh, just changed the the whole direction of my day and of my attitude and where I was, you know, before I walked out. And uh, I just wanted to say thanks, man. That they're they're beautiful, uh, and we're gonna make sure they have a place of of honor in our in our house in our home. And just wanted to say thank you. And so, point of the story is that on those days when you think, uh, this is it, this sucks, I, I, you know, life sucks, and all you're seeing is unhappy stuff and negative stuff, uh, I believe if you're open to it, God will send you an angel when you most need it. They tend to show up very unexpected, and, uh, and, and, and that's what happened yesterday, and it was just a wonderful, wonderful moment. Wonderful moment. So thank you, Jesse. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a little break, and then we'll be back at Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. Anywhere, Anywhere anytime. anytime, and it's just wherever you need it. You can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. <laughs> it's always cracks me up. I don't know why. Boogie, 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 boogie. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. The phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. This story's a couple days old, but, man, I I haven't talked about it yet, but it's so funny, and we brought it up on Wear and Rhyme. I I mean, it's not funny. It describes the commission of a crime, but, you know, it's kind of a funny crime in that you have a woman named Vera Liddell, Vera Liddell, she's formerly the director of food services at the Harvey School District 152 in Ohio, in Cook County. And uh, it has been discovered. Now, before I even, you know, uh, lay this out for you, okay, understand that this is, uh, yeah, these are public schools. You know, they get a lot of money from the government, and uh, uh, they got a lot of COVID money, right? The schools across the country, various schools, and, and uh, uh, it, it, it would be nice to know that these schools are, like, on top of stuff, like budgets and money that's being spent. Because all the money that's being spent in any given school, public school district in America is uh, the money they're spending is your money and my money. I mean, it's tax dollars, right? So you have the former director of food services at the school district in Cook County, Ohio, Vera Liddell. It has been discovered that she was embezzling chicken wings for two years. From July 2020 to February 2022, Vera uh, ordered uh, unauthor- placed unauthorized orders for a total of 11,000 cases of bone-in chicken wings through the school district. Uh, the, the the total cost to you, the taxpayers of Ohio, for the chicken wings that she stole, $1.5 million freaking dollars. $1.5 million freaking dollars. This chick stole $1.5 million worth of chicken wings Via her her gig, her former gig as the director of food services for the school district. Um, We still don't know what she did with the chicken wings. But what's really interesting uh, is that she did this for two years, man. She was was ordering bone-in chicken wings. And the thing is, 
the schools aren't allowed to give kids or serve chicken wings with bones because they's dangerous. Well, they don't want the responsibility. It's not that the people eat, kids eat bone-in chicken wings all the time, but if you're a school district, you, you have to be very careful about your you know, kids getting you know, swallowing a bone or something or choking or whatever. So they, they don't offer chicken wings with the bones, and yet for two years this chick ordered chicken wings with the bones, and nobody noticed. No eyebrows were raised. Nobody said, hey, what's this money here for? And she got away with it. And 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 we don't again. We don't even know what she we we she did with the wings. We're we're assuming. Well, I figure she probably ate a few, and then what? Sold the rest, you know, in some uh, regard, yeah. in some way, made some cash herself. But you know, th- two years, two years, she was ordering chicken wings for nobody, and she got away with it, man. And uh, I want to thank my uh, my partner uh, from uh, seven to. 9 a.m. for we we brought this story. I brought this story up on Where and Rima. And normally, when anything about chicken wings comes up, I I, I, I he goes after my man card because I prefer bone out wings. I I like when it comes to chicken wings. I I, I like I like a little. I I, I prefer the nugget because I just want to dip and eat, dip and eat, man. I just want to dip and eat. Okay, right. Again, this goes back to the fact that the lesser effort, the better it is for you. I am a lazy man. And and if I am anything else, I'm a lazy man. And to have to rip the flesh off a bone. Now, that's if I get my churches. If I get my churches. And I have a churches right down the street. That's different. I want a big old bucket of chicken. Right. Boil. But the actual chicken wings. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I like, you know, it's chicken. It's fried chicken with the bones and all that. But when it comes to wings, because they're so sloppy, right. I don't like the bone in my wings uh, when I'm eating the wings because it, then I get all sloppy with the sauce. Yeah. And I like, I, I like to just – but it, it is a true thing that a, a, a chicken wing without a bone really isn't a wing. It's more of a nugget. Yeah. I, I, right. I acknowledge You're that. You're absolutely right. I accept that. You want to hear an embarrassing date story? I would. Years ago, I was on a date with, with a young lady. Shocking. Who? Yeah. And uh, just one, though. Right. And she... Uh, Even more shocking. Yeah. She, we go to this restaurant, yeah. and I've never been a chicken wing fan. Right. So she orders some chicken wings, and I'm looking, and I'm watching her eat these chicken wings. And I ask her, you know, when you eat those, does it make your hands feel really big? <laughs> what? I was a little drunk. Oh, I, because they're, <laughs> because they're they, so it, small. Yeah, right. right. Do you feel like a giant... Yeah, because the chicken. Right. Does it make does it make you feel like you have large hands? <laughs> Smooth operator, yeah. large right. hands. Yeah, Casanova. How romantical! Because I'm look at the size of my hands. Can you imagine well, you, you, me you, trying you, to eat a chicken? But you're, <laughs> but you're a large dude, so you could actually hold a fully sized chicken and it look like a chicken wing to you. Right, maybe. You feel like you have large hands. Your place or mine? Yeah. With the man hands. With the right. man hands. Yeah. Ew, did it gross you out because she had like? Did she have like, the only thing about eating any kind of chicken off the bone is that you get the chicken bits in your teeth? Is, is there any? Did that gross no, you out? The chicken bits in her teeth? It did not. Bro- did, she, it, did you ask her to floss? It did you know? not bring a halt to the proceedings. You didn't say, "Hey, go no. floss." So this is this date's over. Not at all. After no. making fun of her man hands. Not at all. <laughs> Luckily for me, she she found it somewhat amusing. Right. So, well, that's that's yeah. always there's whatever you're trying to crack a chick up, and I remember the right. days when I you know bre- bre- I've been single very briefly in my life, but in certain in various at various moments when I was single, and you'd crack a joke to make someone laugh. There's always that momentary pause, right, right. where you don't yeah. really know yeah if they're gonna laugh or or you know tell you to blank off when you right. know leave you with the tab yeah. <laughs> I think her response was, you're either overly confident or stupid. <laughs> and I said, yeah. <laughs> yes. Precisely. Exactly. Precisely. <laughs> Next question. You in the back. Yeah. You. <laughs> All right. Well, Anybody great... else think these chicken wings make her hands look large, or is it just me? Is it... She got big hands, <laughs> doesn't she? I wonder what her... she could do with them. <laughs> the size Sorry. of the mitts on this girl. <laughs> Jeez.
<laughs> I got now that we've talked about now we've talked about embarrassing date moments. It's not me, but I, I have one moment that I remember with a buddy of mine who was trying to be funny. Seriously, it wasn't me. It was trying he was trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. And he's been a single guy for a long time, and I was trying to meet my then wife and I were trying to hook him up, you know, with somebody. So we brought somebody that was a mutual friend for him to meet. And he did something thinking he was going to be funny. Right. And it just didn't go that way. Backfired. She took it the wrong way. Well, and it was actually a double shot because he tried to say something funny and she didn't laugh. And then thinking he could fix it by being actually funny, he went, she has no sense of humor. Take her away. (laughs) (laughs) What is wrong with you northern people? Take her away. And, you know, we're sitting there looking at it, and she, the girl looks like she wants to cry. Right. And and, and he's just like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I was trying to be funny. I was Because mm-hmm. he was actually very kind of a quiet, nerdy guy. Right. Take her away. So he showed his true stripes on that Didn't movie. exactly. He didn't get even get to the big hands, okay? Right. So there you go. You Yankees. Yeah, well, yeah, you, you know, know what? We're pale, and we're not very charming. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're we're pale and abrasive, okay? What do you want from us? All I'm going to say is there was a second and third date afterwards. So. Well, so you were fine. Yeah, there was no right. first date for my friend at all. No, that was it. For Mr. Hands. Mr. Hands. Those are, hey, it makes our hands look big, don't it? <laughs> she got some wicked big hands. <laughs> what are you looking at, you dink? <laughs> <laughs> Those are breeding hands. <laughs> She got bathing thighs and big hands. <laughs> She'll be with child before the night's through. Yeah. Sit down, you dink. All right. Bet she you will slap the taste out of your mouth with those hands. <laughs> God. Two one zero. Two one zero five nine. Her hands weren't big, by the way. I was just being a All right. there. Well, that could have backfired. Yeah. So. yeah. All right. The latest news, traffic, and weather are minutes away at the top of the hour. As you will learn next, that is what's happening on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yay! <laughs> news Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. God, I wish I could unsee Hunter Biden's naked ass in that. Daily Mail story. God, I just can't get out of my God. Why? Ooh, yeesh. Boy, that guy's a real slug, isn't he? Uh, anyway, News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. How are you? How's your day going? Hunter Biden uh, now acknowledges that that's his laptop. Wow. Thanks for clearing that up for us, dude. Hunter, we knew. Uh, this thing, uh, he, he dropped it off at that uh, computer shop in, in, in Wilmington, Delaware, back in 2019. The guy goes on it, sees not only Hunter's naked ass smoking crack and messing around with prostitutes, but also some very interesting email exchanges uh, about daddy and the big guy. And, uh, you know, so we, we have beyond uh, any doubt now at this point, Right, a freaking understanding that the freaking Russian collusion thing was a freaking lie from day one. And the media, your media covered up, your media circled the wagons. How does that make you feel? That uh, the, 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 your, your own government and your own media, news media to a certain extent, uh, are, are more concerned about a, a you know, crack-smoking prostitute buying weirdo like like hunter biden and uh that's that's the big story on 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 the laptop they're now acknowledging that it's his laptop which we already knew and uh really and and you know apart from the stuff we talked about yesterday when he's basically blackmailing his his own employee who's strapped for cash into getting naked and doing weird crap so he'll pay her If you take all this in, and I know, I know if you're listening to talk radio, you have already done this. We, we are in a very strange time right now, and our government is compromised. 
the executive branch is compromised. The FBI, the Department of Justice, even Homeland Security, the IRS, they are all weaponized against you and me, which is why it's a real vomit fest to listen to Joe Biden at the at the National Prayer Breakfast this morning. Rambling on about unity. Oh, there's so much. Did you hear the president this morning? Did he talk? Did he mention Jesus? I don't know. But your president reminding us just how much we have in common. And we really have to stop seeing each other as enemies, right? Even though that very same dude has characterized half the population who voted for Donald Trump as domestic terrorists, even though that guy uh, allowed and gave the okay for his own Department of Justice through the FBI, through some backdoor dealing with the National Association of School Board Members to uh, uh, characterize moms and dads who are worried about their kids seeing freaking porn and drag queens in elementary school and kindergarten as domestic threats as well. But now, uh, hey, let hey, champ, let's all be unified here, okay? Almost like it's our doing, right? This guy who has, since day one, pitted American against American has the nerve and the gall to, 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 to prattle on during the prayer breakfast as if this unity thing is something you and I create, this disunity thing, rather, is something you and I created, and wow, only you and I can fix, right? Hey, stop being such jerks to each other. Be unified. That's when we're best. Unless you're one of those mega types. Unless you're one of these school board mom types. Unless unless you're some minor-aged female, some young teenage girl who has an issue with a grown-ass man being naked uh, in their locker room at the YMCA. Boy, you're a threat. You're in towelwind. But for the rest of us, let's all be unified and, and, you know, praise Jesus and blah, blah, stinking blah. So that's the news of the day. <laughs> you know, that, that's what you and I are being charged with today. It's to be unified. Let's get some unity going. Unless the FBI is shaking you down because of who you voted for. Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.